0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Hi, I'm Yannick Hansmann. Hi, I'm Lilia Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfner. This is Mark Whistler. I am Francisco Serundelo. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the game to the, the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy <laughs> Hopefully. All <laughs> right. Hey, welcome everybody. It is episode three of The Countdown. JG wasn't here for the last one, but now he's back and there's only 11 hours to go until Roland Garros is upon us. I cannot wait. And JG, come on, set us ready. Get us with our big intro ready to well set episode three alight. I can't wait. No.
1: It's the first one we're doing live. We're running out of time. 11 hours to go. Yeah. Welcome to the countdown. So back, Djokovic has won the Australian World matches, unbeaten. He's done it. Carver, another <laughs> Djokovic has won Wimbledon. He wins this 14th round of Gallup title. Oh, how sad. 14th Roland Garros (laughs) title. It's not going to be 15 this year because there is no Rafa on the Dow. And right on cue, cue, we've got Sankin saying, my Roland Garros without my hero, Rafa, need energy from you guys uh, for me to at least attempt to enjoy two weeks. Appreciate the super chat. means the world. And yeah, we'll try our best to give as much energy as possible. I think Ben will have more than me. Reason being... He is backing Novak Djokovic to get to number 23 and overtake Rafa in the slam race and be out there on the top on his own. Um, But yeah, certainly I am really upset about Rafa Nadal not being there. I believe that he is the best player to ever grace the clay courts, not even just Roland Garros, but just clay courts in general. And I really hope we get to see him one more time. But enough about that. Let's focus on 2023 and Roland Garros And in the usual style on the countdown, we start with Contenders. That's
0: right, the Contenders. And this week we are going to be speaking about Novak Djokovic. That's right. Can he achieve number 23? There's no Rafael Nadal. So his main competitor that's been there throughout the past however many years, and the one guy he always has trouble against there, he's not there in this year. And he's already won the first Grand Slam of the year. And we know that last time he was to do this, he went on to win three Grand Slams in a row. Um, is he able to do it on this one? We're going to be going through his form leading in. Then we're going to look at last year's roll on Garros to see how he got on. And we will be doing the same as well for the women's because we are going to be talking about Yelena
1: Rabakina in this one as well. So, yeah. should we get straight into it? Yeah, we, we will. Before we do, though, Ben, the big thing about Novak Djokovic in the press conferences before we've started uh, Roland Garros, and that's the bit what's been sort of clipped all over Twitter, is his reference to Rafael Nadal and him speaking about his longevity. And he's had some really nice things to say uh, about him. He said uh, when he announced uh, that 2024 would be his last, I felt that part of me would leave with him too. He was one of the biggest motivational factors in my career. It made my, my reflection on my career and I felt emotional. Um, he's also said it made him wonder how long he's going to play. So Djokovic has opened up after the big announcement from Rafael Nadal and he said how it's made him feel. I wonder if that will play any factor into his performance here at Roland Garros. He's coming in with a really bad warm-up event. He's not played very well, not good in Rome, not very well before. I know you could say he was okay, but I don't think it's, just, it's good from his standards. And he's come in thinking about how long he's going to last, or how long he's got left, talking about Rafael Nadal. I don't know.
0: What do you think? Um, I feel that you have to. You can't ignore the elephant in the room, can you, with uh, Rafael Nadal not being at Roland Garros. It's such a big thing that if he didn't speak about it, he'll be probably criticised for not doing so. So And I do totally agree with him. It does worry me a little bit that when he disappears, if Rafael Nadal disappears before Djokovic, which it seems he may do, will Djokovic have the same fired inside to keep on trying to push on and beat the youngsters. And because at the moment he's trying to beat Rafa Nadal, there's no like ifs and buts about it. He's trying to overtake him. He just wants to be at the top on his own. If he gets to that, is the motivation going to be there to keep on pushing on, to keep on winning more and more once Rafa's gone? That's the only thing that we're going to find out in due course. Only he can answer that question because Djokovic has a family as well. And everybody's career has to come to an end. Injuries, like we've seen Djokovic, he started to get a few injuries as well himself, like played the whole of Australian Open with like a minor injury, ha- has had this elbow thing going on as well now. I feel that it's just going to get more and more. It's similar with Rafa. The injuries are just going to keep on like keeping on, really. I I don't see them getting less
1: and less as the career goes on. It's just no, gonna obviously be... it's only going to yeah. get worse for sure. But still, they have something which other players don't have, and that is the mental fortitude and the ability to win the big events. And certainly yep. over best of five. I know Gary mentioned that in the comment section. Yes. It's something you can't really skip past. Djokovic, best of five scenario. No one's better. So that is going to help him for sure over the course of the next two weeks. Uh, And a quote from him as well, speaking about his confidence levels, he's saying, a part of me is confident, but I also have to be humble on the fact that things can be different on the court. I know how to approach a Grand Slam and I live day in, uh, I live days in and days off. The fact that history on the line is motivating. That was his quote.
0: I think that's his main thing. He's always spoke
1: about history. He's he's never not going to be motivated for a grand slam. So we're going to get, maybe not the best form, Novak Djokovic, but certainly a highly motivated version of him. Always always the same for, for grand slams.
0: The one thing that he hasn't had, that obviously the other ones in the big three have had so far, is being the outright leader at any one time. Like, Federer got to 20, and everyone's like, whoa, 20 grand slams, whoa. Rafa got to 21 first. Rafa got to 22 first. He hasn't been first on any – so if he gets to 23 first, I feel that that will be a real crowning achievement for him. That That's the one he wants. Uh, is he it wants too to much be- pressure that's
1: getting it. over the line and getting wow. there first? It's very difficult <laughs> to do. We saw him when he was going for um... – Golden Grand Slam. slam. It wasn't the golden slam because he missed the out on the, slam. the calendar yep. slam. And he lost to Medvedev in the final of the US Open. So he was very I mean, careful. And he crumbled a little bit with the pressure of it all, I believe. Let's see if he crumbles with the pressure of knowing that he has a chance to make history and go out there as the outward leader. But I don't know. I think he can handle the pressure from what I've seen. Uh certainly when When it's a grand slam level, he just turns it on and can produce good tennis. So that's my thoughts on that. Let's go through some of the recent matches. Lost to Runa in Rome, beat Nori Dimitrov-Echeverri. Wasn't that convincing, any of them? I thought he played well in one of the sets. What was it? Uh, Norrie played all right, really, in, in most of that. He played quite well in the Dimitrov oh. final set, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like he had a 20-minute blip in the Dimitrov match. He looked pretty good. He was, his ground shots looked great. Yeah, he was 4-1 but...
1: up, I believe, wasn't he, in that second set and then lost... Yeah, um... mean,
0: serving was not great, though. This is the problem at the moment 4-2
1: up, then lost four on the bounce.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel his serving it just hasn't been there since he's come onto the clay. That's the one thing that we know Djokovic... Everybody knows he serves so well. And if he's serving well, Jokic is going to struggle to beat him. It's just such a weapon. He He's almost like a serve bot sometimes, Djokovic. And when he's, he, when he's not serving that great, you see that the other people can get closer to him. Because when he falls off on, on parts of his game, the serve's not there to save him. And the serve wasn't there to save him against Holger Luna. It, it luckily... He was just better than Dimitrov. Nori was not a challenge. Echavelli was quite a tough match, to be fair. You sort of said he may even lose a set. And it was close. Uh, it, was, it was a tie break. But he's lost to Lajevic as well. And he dropped a set to Van Asher. And he, the Massetti match, I'm not blowing this out of proportion. One of, even though it went to three, I thought it was one of the worst performances I've seen from Djokovic in a long time. I, think, I thought it was terrible.
1: Well, um, a lot of these matches as well, we'll always go first set tie break, and he's a bit slow off the blocks. Yeah, in a Grand Slam, he'd be playing the very best players. I don't want to just be dismissive to like sort of the Gakoff's and Van Asher, but mm. I think even Gakoff qualified, so it's going to be tough. Um, but let's see if he can do it. Uh, do you want to look at what was it? Is how he performed last year. <laughs> Yes, let's have a look at last year's performance. Uh,
0: we can go through this and just see who he had to play. I mean, obviously he came off the back of winning Rome last year, didn't drop a set through the whole tournament. It was looking great, obviously beating yeah. some really good players as well on the way there and not dropping a set to any of them. Then he went every single match up until the quarterfinals, didn't drop a yeah. set as well. But then we know that it was that terrible draw that uh, for Djokovic well, and Rafa at the time, they both had to play each other in the quarterfinals, didn't they? So, And it was an excellent match, but that's just what happens. Unfortunately, you come across Rafa, Roland Garros, it's always possible you're going to lose.
1: But in his defence, if he was to have won that match, he would have won the whole thing. It definitely felt like that was the yeah. final before the final. There wasn't really anyone else troubling. We know Alcaraz was in the event um, and Zverev also playing extremely well. Yes. That was, I believe, one of the other quarterfinals, and you could have argued one of them would have pushed him, but Zverev ends up winning. Whether Zverev could have beaten Djokovic on that day, that was possible, but then we know what happened with his ankle. It's difficult to really tell, but my opinion, from what I've seen, I think if Djokovic would have won this match against the Dow, he would have won Ronald Garros, uh, He was playing extremely well in the lead-up, and it's very different to this year, Um if he gets to the quarterfinals this year, I don't think it's going to be all straight sets. I think he's going to have to go for a few four or five setters, maybe. Yeah, um, I just it was. Just I don't know if you cool. agree because you've got him winning the whole thing. So maybe you just I, think I'm still talking think it, nonsense. I
0: think it could have a. I think he'd drop. I think it's have some four setters. I'm not sure five setters, but I, but that not like worry be... that he's going to be having four setters early doors. Mm, not really cuz he needs the i feel he needs the match play i don't think he's going to get tired i don't think he's the type of person who gets tired really i feel his his engine is better than some of the youth on the tour he can handle hot conditions he can handle anything you throw at him the only thing that will let him down is his own body with, with a potential injury or something like that i feel his mental is better better than everybody else out there so he just needs to go on the court perform And hope he just, his body holds up. And if it does, I feel like he'll outlast pretty much everybody on the tour unless they wipe him off the court with like a lights out performance. And you have to really like clean him off the court. And it's hard to do in five sets. But to speak about that Rafa match, it was so pivotal. I think we remember how pivotal it was because it was that fourth set and he was up, was it, he was up 5-3 wasn't he in the in the fourth set he had two set points against Rafa to push it into a fifth and then he got broken and then Rafa came back and won on the tiebreak. so that's how close that match actually was as well it was it was on a knife edge to go to five but we didn't get it and Rafa just showed like why he is the great champion at Roland Garros I mean once he got that break back what a match it's just amazing I mean I just I was hoping so bad that Rafa would play. I just wanted that match one more time. I just I I just need to see it. I feel like it's a drug or something. Yeah. I just can't think that we won't see that again. I'm hoping that we will see it again.
1: I don't think we will. In a slam. I don't think we'll ever see it again in a slam.
0: It's tough to I, I don't I can't stomach that type of thought right now. Yeah anyway um should we have a look at the uh betting odds is there anybody in the live chat thanks everybody who has joined us for this who has any thoughts on uh Novak Djokovic's potential on winning a 23rd slam this year is Rafa not being there gonna really give him like the mental incentive to now realize that I've got a better opportunity than ever now to go on and grab this uh and third roll on Gareth's title. I don't even think it's the 23. I think the third role on Garros title was massive for him. Because obviously Rafa has two Australian opens. He only has two French opens. He wants the third one. He wants to say, Oh, I've got th- I've got three of yours. You've got two of mine. I'm sort of one up on you. I think that 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 will play a factor on his mind. Maybe. Let's move to the betting odds. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. And Carlos Alcalaz still the Leading favourite here. Obviously, the in-form player uh, coming up. Lost in Rome to a lights-out performance from Marajan. But other than that, he's been impeccable all, all in 2023. And well, the odds have gone second. up a little
1: bit. I mean, he was lower odds before. Um, I think maybe a lot of that is because of Medvedev, you can see there, and yep. Runa. They've now become more contenders. It felt like before it was just Al-Khaz, Djokovic and Rafa. Rafa then withdrew. Alcaraz and Djokovic got shorter in odds, but then the others just went long, like, have just now come down as well. So it's pushed Alcaraz and Djokovic a little bit higher. So I can understand that. Um, I think it makes total sense to me. I think I would probably have Medvedev as more of a favourite than Runa. So that's one thing I disagree with. Um, but apart from that, it's pretty spot on.
0: Yeah, yeah uh... We can have a little quick look down. You see Zverev's in there at 29s and Rublev at 41s there. So, and you can see it gets steeper and steeper the more you go down there. Where's your, you've got Sinner at 12s. That's your uh, player roulette. My one, Charic there, hundreds. Might have a little punt on him. <laughs> Why not? Hundreds. <laughs> uh, and you can
1: see down there, Francisco Salundalo. Yeah, I wouldn't go any further. Yeah, None of these. I think that's enough. A, a hope in hell. Um, it's going to be probably one of these names you see on the screen right now. Yeah, I, I reckon so. i will be surprised if it's not one of these six.
0: I think that that's totally fair. Uh, let us know if you've got any uh, other players that you think are worth uh, having a punt on. Let us know in the comments section. I do think Rublev's worth a punt
1: because if he beats Djokovic, which he would have to do, then he will be full of confidence. And he, you never know, Rublev is a good player on his day. He at that at that money at forty to one is good value. He's the best value out here, if you fancy a long shot. But saying that, it's got to be one of the top six. And I'll probably even stretch that to just the top four.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a pass at 15 doesn't seem too bad, to be honest, either. No chance. Some... Alex Blas'
1: quarter I won't get through won't get him.
0: If he hopes that Alcaraz goes out to somebody who's playing amazing tennis on one particular day, it's his know. only chance because he won't yeah. beat Alcaraz. That's the thing. And it, we always think that they're going to have to play the players, but sometimes other people do him favors. Ask Rafael Nadal. He's had a few draws like that. I remember some of your uh, routes to the <laughs> yep. final. They didn't really they never come, never comes true, does it? <laughs> but anyway, let us know your thoughts in the comments section. Do you think Novak Djokovic is going to be able to win number twenty-three? That is the main question here. I've obviously gone for it. I think it's possible. I think he's going to be driven. And
1: people... uh, let me let me just tell you why I don't think he is because I know it's sure. the title of the video. I don't think Djokovic will win number twenty-three because I've, I said it at the start of the year, and I was slightly wrong in what I was saying, but the meaning behind it is still something I I, I stand by that is that Rafael Nadal, um, Novak Djokovic, it feels like we are really coming to the end. And I know it is more apparent with Rafael Nadal right now. uh, Well, really apparent. I mean, the other day we thought maybe the the announcement was going to be him retiring from tennis. With Djokovic, that's not quite happened yet. But it happens very quickly, let me tell you. It wasn't too long ago we were talking about Rafael Nadal uh, trying to win the calendar slam. Literally last year, he won the Australian Open, then won Roland Garros, next up Wimbledon. I mean, he was in the semi-finals and then had to withdraw. withdraw. So, and that was only last year. So, it can happen very quick in tennis. I honestly felt that after watching the way that transpired, he's coming to the end. I think Djokovic is going to be a little bit more delayed. He seems to have his body a little bit more intact and together. But saying that, (laughs) what we have now is these young players who I yeah. actually got, they're quite good. They're and very I've not good. really felt the same about the likes of Zverev and Asisipas and the Dominic team. I feel yep. a little bit different with the Runa alkaz Um, Of course, there's a few other names I've not mentioned as well from the past. But these guys, they have this extra little bit of grit and determination in their head and mind. And that extra energy and not- lack of fear, that's a good word to use, is enough yeah, is. to beat the likes of a Djokovic. Because we've seen it now, time and time again, Runa and Alkaz beating Djokovic. It can happen. Yeah. On that basis, Djokovic is not getting younger. He's not playing very well in the lead up to this event. And I just don't see him winning it. I think if he plays up against either Runa and Alkaz, I think they beat him. And that's why I went with it in the draw preview. I know a lot of Djokovic fans are not going to like what I'm saying. But this is how I feel. And I think, I, I, I hate to say it, because I've said the same about Rafael Nadal. Uh, maybe I would have picked him to win this if he played, but probably <laughs> that's just my bias, if I'm totally honest, because I don't think it's really feasible. If I'm being totally honest with myself, probably Olga Runa, against the Rafa Amdalao here at Roland Garros. Bruno has the upper hand. It's just it's just the way tennis is going. And that's why I made the big prediction that I don't see any of the big three winning a Grand Slam this year. It's not happened because the first one, Djokovic one. But maybe we're not going to see him, any of them win anything again.
0: Well. We will have to wait. So that's why there's, I don't
1: think he's going to win it.
0: Maybe there's part, partial bias from me uh, picking Djokovic to win it as well. But there's this maybe it's hope that he can come out and prove. Because everybody is sort of looking past the likes of Djokovic in the Dow at the moment. And looking because there's so much success from Carlos Alcaláz at the moment. So much success from Holger Luna. Even Medvedev now doing well. Their names aren't being brought to the forefront quite as often. And I would quite like him to sort of put them back in their place just for a, one more time. Just to show them, I'm still here, lads. Don't
1: you oh, get we've to it. Freya himself. here saying, well, yes, if he plays the way he played the last few weeks, <laughs> he's not going to win it. But he can rise his level anytime, And we know he doesn't focus on Masters the same way he does on slams. Exactly. That's a good point. That really is. And we've got Jamie in, one of our members. Shout out to you. Said so feeling lonely. Hopefully, when it starts, that might change. I know how you're feeling, mate. Join us for the streams and hopefully we can keep you some company. And oh, fingers crossed we see Rafael on the Dow very soon. But enough of that. Let's move on to the women's because we're still on the first section of the countdown, yeah. 20 minutes down. And the next segment is going to be our next contender who is the one and only rebacina
0: yeah right let's bring up her recent form as well yelena rebacina uh, i think we everybody knows by now guess what she won in rome and people are going to say i know that there's been a lot of nitpickers out there people going well she won rome but three of her opponents retired on the, in the way she won it i don't think that means anything i think she was still well, beating many the anyway. opponents yeah, exactly.
1: Paolini, Kalinskaya, Vondrusova, uh, Iga, ostapenko and Kalinina. I mean, ostapenko and, and uh, Vondrusova, <laughs> we've both got going so far. Iga, we've both got winning. Yep. So <laughs> it's, it's insane, really. Yeah. It's honestly insane. And I'm a bit shocked that I didn't even, I'm surprised. I'm a bit disappointed maybe in myself that I didn't pick her to beat Iga. I think the only reason I didn't in the draw preview was because I think Ega's a safer bet. It's like, from a finance standpoint, it's like me diversifying my portfolio with her. I feel like it's a lot safer. Rebecca, there's no certainty she's going to get that far. She may go out to some unknown player or someone who's not so good. ego will beat all of them. If they are to face each other, though... I- Probably think Rebecca wins, but I was hedging the fact that maybe Rebecca doesn't get there. I know my pro- that's the only thing I can really <laughs> go <not>. with.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean. It's a I finance
1: that- view. I had she has it.
0: more, she's more likely to maybe lose to like someone like here, like Kalin Sky. She lost to in Madrid, exactly. I, I and she lost to had admire, but exactly. she did retire there in that match. But I feel that she does have the ability maybe to lose to somebody slightly lesser than what eager does Eager she would have to lose to the very best to get beaten at Roland Garros and that's I think you're alluding to somebody like a Rabakina or a Saba or even maybe Klaychikova, they're the only names the that I think maybe, maybe Sarkary. No she
1: beat her at Roland Garros <laughs> before
0: Oh yeah! Before she won it, <laughs> know, but no, when you become a grand, but this is the one thing we're not talking about with and As soon as you become a Grand Slam champ, you're suddenly better as a tennis player all round. Anyway, you got more confidence. You seem to walk on court with an air of confidence about you, where you can beat anybody. And she even said it like you play it to me just before here. She says, "I think I can beat anybody yeah. uh, on clay." I don't think there's nobody. I don't think I anyone on court. She doesn't not she think court. she's very good on oh, all the surfaces. Triple threat.
1: And I, I agree with but I think she is a, not a bad clay court player. And maybe if we look at her previous results at Ronald Garros, I know we just did the last year of Djokovic, but with her, let's look at 2021 as well, because some people might forget that she did get to the quarterfinal here in 2021, which, which is of course is her best result in a slam aside from the one she won in Wimbledon. And I don't think she's as bad a clay court player as people are giving her credit for. She's just won Rome now as well. She's clearly shown that she can play on all surfaces. And yeah. She is definitely a contender. I think the bookmakers have a what it, third favourite, but yeah. I think that's another really good bet. Third favourite, Rebecca
0: I think it's a fantastic. I mean, if you're going to take not, a punt... She's pump. not
1: my third favourite. I'd have her definitely either a one or a two she's certainly a contender. That's for sure. And that's why she is the one we picked out 11 hours to go before Roland Garros.
0: Yes. Um, I remember when we were speaking about, obviously the podcast had probably only uh, was fairly fresh in 2020 and she got to how many finals was it in that year? It was about, was it six or was it, I think it was, yeah, about six finals she got to in 2020 and she only won one of those finals. She did get to a final on clay. She got to a final in Strasbourg that year. She lost to Svitolina in three. So proves she can get to a final on a clay court. But even then, we knew if you're getting to that many finals, even if you're not winning them, as soon as something clicks, we know that she's got the tools to be able to come like a real, real great like contender on the actual tour. And it, she's proved it. As soon as she's won that Wimbledon title, she looks different player now. She looks fearsome. Uh, nobody wants to play her, and I feel like if she plays eager, like you said, eager's probably thinking I've just lost to her three times this year already. Three times in where what we're only in May. How what's going to be like by the end of the year? She might be just trying to it's rack them number. all up.
1: It's got a number and I'm clay now as well. So yeah, certainly a good bet. And on that, let's bring up the betting odds. All the women's, and we can have a little look. Like I, we'll do a similar with what we did with the men's. Um, like I said, Rublev, really good money at 40 to 1, but real big outsider. On here, eager, heavy favourite, bigger, bigger yeah. favourite than Nikolas is on the men's. And we don't have anyone really that close to her like we do with Djokovic in second place. Here we have Sabra at 6 to 1, and also Rabakina and his joint now at 6 to 1. Krachikova yeah. in full at 18 to 1, Ostapenko, 22 to 1. Yeah. Um, Ostapenko, not
0: bad. Still there at 22s. I think that's a good one. And I've got Von Drusova in my final 28 to 1. That's still quite good as well. So, But they really don't fancy anybody other than the big three. And it is yeah. the big three now for a reason. They're dominant. And yeah. I think it just speaks volumes the fact she's now level with Sabah. I don't think you'd have seen that. Had the Rome thing not happened, we've seen it on the men's though. The, the odds have dramatically dropped for anybody who did well in Rome. It could just be a red herring. All yeah. of this Rome form, we don't know. Like we, we've seen some players not do that great when they've come out of Rome, but I don't know. I feel like Rebecca is the real deal. I don't. I feel that that's just going to enhance her confidence even more now, getting that Masters title. Same with Medvedev as well. I feel like that they're they're real contenders, both of them.
1: Yeah, agreed. And cheers, uh, Mamadou Tiam, for the super cheers. chat. So, eager is intimidating by, or is intimidated by the power of Rebecca. Yeah, certainly is. And it's crazy that we've both gone for eager to beat her if they are to face because, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to, I feel like Rebecca beats her. So, I'll be fascinated for her. I can't really call it. It will I, definitely... Like I said, I played it safe.
0: It's going to be. I feel like match of the tournament, it could decide the whole of Roland Garros if they if they face each other. The, oh, the yeah. winner well, could come out of that will. match.
1: I think it could be like a final before final.
0: Well, Kostyuk Sabah might decide the whole thing, won't it?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, make sure to Finally. join us guys for that. I'm going to do a bit of promotion because 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, me and Ben will be watching Kostyuk Sabalenka. Come on. Uh, and I'm going to be wearing a Ukrainian flag for it because I'm going to be going big on Marta Kostyuk. I have a beaten Saba.
0: I will not be wearing a Belarusian flag, just in case you're <laughs> But uh, I will be cheering Sabra uh, and I'll be pressing a button at every opportunity. There so... we go.
1: That is our contenders section of the countdown. Let's move on to the latest news. There we go. It's a bit jumpy <laughs> moving from it, but this is the latest news section and this is where... Uh, i come into my own really you got something to share or you send it to me i can do it go on oh look at him go He
0: knows how uh, to share
1: it the only issue is it might look a bit awkward apologies for that i mean i can try and try see if...
0: stretch it a bit
1: tell me when it think i'm only on one screen at the moment I think that's
0: fine that's fine that'll do you that'll do yeah yeah that's good i do a little bit more. Like oh, he's got a little bit. He squeezed it a little bit. Right, there.
1: so this is what we're going to do. I've just typed in Roland Garros on Twitter, and I'm going to go through some of the top news. First up is Carlos Alcaraz, and he's gone for a tweet with about, what, eight emojis. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> he likes his emojis, Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. Whether or not he writes all the tweets himself, I'm not sure, but this is what he's gone with, and it is basically him... I don't know if this was at a practice. I'm assuming it is. And look at all the fans just trying to get him just to sign a ball. And the reason this one's quite interesting is because there was an incident recently where um, he was coming out of a car, I believe, and someone asked for a photograph and he just yeah. was a bit, a, a bit abrasive. Woman. And yeah, it was near a hotel and he just walked past and people are calling him out and it's bad. Leave the guy alone. He's just, look, this is what he has to up with on a daily basis. And he's such a kind guy. He's someone who I've seen time and time again, wait and sign autographs. These people are human as well. spoken to. People don't realise they're human beings. Give them a break. They've got their lives as well. There's only so much you can do. And he's he's one of the nice guys in tennis. So I, f- I don't like it when people get onto him.
0: Yeah, exactly. I wonder,
1: I wonder if he's doing this tweet because of that incident, though.
0: It's, well, PR is a big thing. I'm sure he has a team around him who are trying to paint him in the best light possible. And there is probably a, a negative thing that did come out. And they said, come on, Carlos, we've, we've got to get your name back in the positive. So like, all right,
1: tweet this. Here's the photo. This is the caption. This is how many emojis you need to do. Done. <laughs> Who's doing it, uh, his tweets? That's what I want to know. Next so... up, we've got Ben, my favourite Ben of all time. Ben Shelton. <laughs> is God this Shel- trip to Paris? This is what he's gone with. And it's little video. He's getting ready for Paris. He's left America oh. now. He's gone on the tour. And he do something? Neither of us fancy him, but he's a really likeable character. Another young player. I think he'll do better on the uh, the American hard courts, but still, for the US Open. one for the future. One for the future. And I really like Ben Shelton. Like I said, my favourite Ben. So let's move down. <laughs> I might do well at Wimbledon, Ben Shelton, I think. Next one I've got, Holgeruna. And this is the support. And it's also him. <laughs> signing loads. We've got a few rafa hats in here, the one I've got. Is, uh,
0: is this because Carlos has put this out? He's like, right,
1: well, I'll show him. Well, funny enough, he did it nine hours ago, and Carlos's one was five hours ago, so oh, Bruno did it first. Oh, Carlos
0: is trying to... It's just a rivalry
1: for the fans, I swear. I must admit, I've not seen these before I'm doing it. I'm doing it completely live, but yeah, it's very interesting that them two come up, and so far, three young players have featured when you type in. How many emojis there from... Uh... Oh, so, really? Next up, we have Julie, one of the big Djokovic oh. fans. And I wonder what this is. This is saying, me and my new jacket. I designed myself on the website where you can personalise gifts. Super happy to be here. And I can't wait to keep on cheering loud for Djokovic and to meet. Again, plenty of null fam. And this is the new jacket. She's got Djokovic <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, nice. Is that on the front? No. Is no it? It's is that the back? Oh, it's yeah,
0: that's the back, it's back of her back. head. Sorry. She's <laughs> looking <laughs> at hairstyles like
1: that. I thought, the... I thought her hair was covering her eyes. <laughs> so what sort of hairstyle she's got? And this is the sign she's gone with. I'm not sure about the font, Julie, but... Oh, well, greatest of all time. Two photos of Djokovic on the clay. Ooh. And she's going to be in attendance. So look out for the hair. What I'm sure she'll be there standing up every time Djokovic wins a point. Next one we've got Abigail Johnson. Roland Garros starts tomorrow and I start on Monday for Eurosport. So I think this is a Eurosport uh, sort of commentator, journalist. Uh, photo from last time I commented at Roland Garros in 2021 and that's a world number 97 ranked Carlos Alcaraz practicing in the background. Pretty cool. That is and cool. Amazing how far he's come since then.
0: Uh, a long, long way. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I thought I still thought it was crazy. I know that we we're talking about this Holger Luna and uh, Carlos Alcaraz sort of rivalry that's growing, and watching them play doubles when they were like really young is just such a strange sight to see that those two like, young little kids on the court, both amazing as well, both choosing when to take the ball on. Like who's they're just both such great ball strikers, and you just see them at that age. Amazing. Imagine them being on the other end of the court.
1: They're your opponents and doubles. Terrifying. Well, talking to Holger Una, he's up next as well. This time, Patrick Morotoglu. Um, I think that is your role model. You've got a, a photo on your wall. Do you still have that? A poster yeah. of Patrick Morotoglu naked on your bedroom wall.
0: PM. That's what I call him. Prime Minister, isn't he? Of, of my <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> well, he's gone with shaping details with Holger Una for Roland Garros on forehands. Uh, inside out, setting up the footwork for the best transfer forward. And it Ooh. says, put the sound on. Ooh. Do we listen to him, put the sound on? And maybe you I don't, don't hear it.
0: Yeah, I think you might. Yeah. <coughs> oh. oh, my word. <laughs> Lethal. Yeah, <though. laughs> that, 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 that cracks it, doesn't he? Oh. oh, I mean, I it's didn't, pretty. Didn't He's hear that a... one. I've didn't just turn turned that. it off to sound. Oh. Yeah.
1: A bit annoying, I don't like listening to it, but them forehands, I must admit, he's absolutely cracking them. I so thought we're gonna hear Moritoglu saying something. Or... <laughs> is it because of Moritoglu's coaching? I'm not sure I be, he's just yeah. got a very good player in Holkaruna there. Um, but yeah, that forehand, one of the best on tour and nice one, it. which is extremely dangerous. Oh my
0: word, I need to learn a thing or two off him. I'm telling you, I could do with one of those in my arsenal.
1: But there don't we go. Anything. That sums up that section of the countdown. And that is latest news. Next up, my favourite section of them all, me versus Ben. It is the tennis shootout. So, just to refresh you from the previous episodes, episode one, Ben got it wrong, I got it wrong. It was a question about Ben's as well, Roland Garros, he couldn't get it. Episode two, I wasn't here, I was on holiday. Covey stepped in. Covey got it right. Yeah Ben. Well done. Got it wrong. So yeah. so far, Covey is leading this <laughs> JG versus Ben uh shootout. But I th- I was hoping he was representing JG on the day. So does that mean I get a point? Uh,
0: well, I said that he's probably get, getting the point view. It was a Rafa Nadal question that I posed to him as well. So I, as it was a sort of like a Rafa exiting the tournament, I thought I'd do a Rafael Nadal question for him. So yeah, it was a good question, and he did say it was a complete guess out of the four things, but he did guess right, so I can't complain about that. If you pick right, you get the point. And 10 hours to go now, just so everybody...
1: Oh, you have updated. That's it. Nice. So, how we're going to do this is we're doing it live, so we can't even edit out if we really embarrass ourselves drastically, no. which makes it even more fun. So, that's why I've made Ben's question so challenging. Um <laughs> Great. No, it's, not, it's a really <laughs> good question for Ben. But how we're we going to do this is Ben's going to get the count of the shot clock on the screen right now.
0: All right. I'm going to have to do it on my phone. Hopefully, uh you don't mind me doing it like this. It's a little bit uh normally there's a bit more post production goes into these, but uh I don't mind. as you can see here, so oh I okay, get in front of the camera. Here it is. Uh
1: it's back to front. How oh, was it? It's inverted. There we go. How about now? That's a lot better, so thirty seconds, which isn't very long at all, who's going first, Ben me or you? Who went first last time um
0: I went first on our one, and then I think Covey went first on the last one. I think whoever asked like do you want to go first or second? They always pick first, so I'll ask you, do you want to go first or second? I'm gonna go first. oh, he's going first, everybody. Right, okay, so the (laughs) timer will start. Don't make it too hard, man. It's got to
1: be related to me and Roland Garros.
0: It's not related to you, but it is related to Roland Garros. It can't be Rafa, because he's not in it. It's not Rafa related, but it is Roland Garros related. I was hoping it was Rafa. You may know this, and I'll give you four potential answers, so you just pick one out of the four potential answers, all right? Okay. Okay, so the timer will start.
1: Once after you've I've said finished, the
0: question in four i'll say go when you need I... to say the
1: full question in four then give I me a will. second and then
0: okay, okay okay so oh my word here we go i've just realized that uh <laughs> just bear with me one second i've just that's all right it's all right I can, I can bring it up again quickly it's fine it's fine it's fine oh, you forgot the question no i didn't forget it but when i uh Uh, Here we go. Okay, perfect. So, right, I've got the timer ready. I just realised that where I'd taken it, because I was trying to find out the answer, it just gave me like a a paragraph as the answer rather than actually the question disappeared. (laughs) So, the French Open is also known as Roland Garros. But who was Roland Garros? Was he A, a pilot? (laughs) B, a former tennis player. C, a former French president. Or D, a famous scientist. A pilot. A pilot. All right. I'll stop the clock. It's only four seconds in. I'm locking it in. And it is correct. Yeah. There you go. There I knew you. that one. A, I know that's what I thought you might know it. And no, it you is. didn't know. It.
1: You tried tricking I, me. You tried no, embarrassing me. I did try
0: tricking it. you. I thought you might. I thought it might be one you may have heard. You before. thought I was going to go player, didn't you? No, I th- thought you may have heard it before, but I thought God. it was a good one. And it is. Roland Garros was a French aviation expert. The first man to fly non-stop across yep. the Mediterranean Sea. He was a hero of the First World War. And an aviation pioneer.
1: There you go. I'm I'm so gassed. I got it right.
0: In three seconds as well.
1: When you know it, you just know it. Like, I just for sure not delay it. You just got to go with it. I wasn't going to do like the drama just for the show. I don't even have the music. (laughs) So iconic saying, Good job. Cheers, guys. Yes, I've got one on the board. So, this is a question for Bench. If you pull the count that the little timer up and you can press start when I've finished. All right, one sec. I don't, I don't want you would... cheating, uh, right? Yeah, right. So, for those who don't know, this the question started by the way. This is how, I've got a little story. What kind Oh, of a... No, it's a silk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben's wearing a v neck t shirt. Let's circle circular, but, them, but oh, it he looks the of wear in the 1999. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so. This is how it's going to be. For those who... (laughs) Why do you doing that voice? It's gone into David Attenborough mode. (laughs) (laughs) So as you all know, Ben is backing Novak Djokovic to win Roland Garros. My question to him is a two-part question, really. Firstly, how many times has Novak Djokovic won Roland Garros and what years has he won it? start the timer Oh, started it
0: right so <laughs> i know i know that obviously he didn't win it last year and i know that you're gonna know that I, he won it the year before that so i know that he won it in 2021 okay now i've got to go back and think of the the year before that he won it and i think it was was it 20 Wait, how many times first he's only won it twice I'm gonna go with oh, it's gone. I'm gonna go with twenty eighteen. Is that right? Is that your final answer? Twenty eighteen. I don't know if it's right. Well no, you've running out time, no, no, 20, you run out of time No, you've run out of time. Twenty sixteen, I'm gonna go with. I'm sorry,
1: you've run out of time. it, it to to... Twenty
0: sixteen, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna
1: have to i changed it to someone's 20... already put it in the live chat.
0: No, so I, I haven't I'm you. not even looking, I've not no. even got the live chat out. No.
1: The answer is 2016, but you did uh, go for 2018. I'm going to have to go to my panel. Uh, Do, are we taking the first answer? Yes, we are taking the first answer. Unfortunately, uh, Ben, you've terrible. already got 50% of that right. You got it wrong. You looked at the live chat. You cheated. No,
0: I didn't even look at the live chat. I didn't even have the live chat <laughs> the That's probably panel. how you got it right. Now I know how you probably got it right. <laughs> it's so obvious now.
1: Oh, no, I didn't. I just said it straight away. Off the well, that's bat. what
0: I mean. But I don't know. I, I was not even looking. I'm just thinking. I didn't even anyway. know it was there. but Anyway, 2016. I know that Stan won it in 2015. No, for it,
1: best Ben, you cannot change your mind, especially with an easy question. The 30 seconds was gone. That's why we give you the thing. And your answer was 2018. In my mind, I had
0: the even number, and then I had. Then I thought, no, Stan won it in 2015, and I know he
1: won it the year after him. <laughs> ah, nice easy question. It's been a long day. <laughs> Yeah, true. I did. I said pilot like quick, so you can't even try. Yeah, it that. was. It was very fast. Anyway, that was uh, that part of the segment. A <laughs> good laugh. Anyway, good fun. That one. The last pit we do have is surprise package. So on this segment, Ooh. We've done surprise packages in the past on these episodes. I think for the women's, I went for Vondrusova and Ljubicic. On the men's, do I have any more names? Yes, I do, and that is since looking at the draw. So I'm going to give you one for the men's and one for the women. You probably Go be that surprised because you'd have seen my brackets. Um, and let's start, Ben. Yeah. With the women's. Okay, to- we'll start with the women's then. Okay, so let me just bring it up again a second. So with the women, my surprise package who I didn't mention before is going to be Clara Towson. I have her as my number one qualifier to watch. Okay. We're also going to the quarterfinals and I think she can go further. Reason being, she's on the bottom half of the draw. She avoids Rabakina. She avoids Eager until the final, potentially. I like that section. I think it's open. I think we're not going to see a seeded player. I don't think Sabalenka's going to go far. I think there's a lot of names down there who could tumble out early. Being Because of that, I think we're going to have opportunities for people like Potopova, Towson, King Wing Ostapenko, them four names. I think there's going to be opportunities. And I'm really liking Clara Towson as a good outsider and a surprise package. So that's my one on the women's. It's not a bad one. Surprise packages go.
0: Uh, I'll add that to your other surprise packages. You had one added to yours from last week from Covey. You had a uh, Martina Trevisan as a surprise package, potentially Italian. So you thought I'd add that to your list. So you got Von Vondrusova, and Trevisan. Yep. And I think that I'm going to have to go with. Um, are you going to refresh us on who you are? Well, I have so far Ostapenko and Vekic. Like the doves that we seen on there. Nah. <laughs> there was someone you had
1: who pulled out really (laughs) oh what was that you had someone and then like instantly they lost straight after was it Sarkery when when was that it was on the first episode of the countdown, you're bigging up Sarko and then she just lost straight after.
0: Oh, that was probably that was in Rome, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she lost in Rome. Yeah, I said that she could be a potential contender. Well, that actually teased me up quite nicely on my contender because I think it could be Mukava instead. So I'm going to go with Mukava to knock out Sarko. And if she does, I feel that she has a nice section. All she has to do is get past Sarko. And I think that section, she could clean it up.
1: Okay, nice. So let's move on now to the men's surprise package. And again... And... <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the buttons to that. That's it. So for the men, my surprise <laughs> package was... Who was it before? Refresh us of me. I think it was Lievich.
0: Your Yeah, so so far you had Lajovic and then he gave you... Francisco Solundalo. Oh, I don't your... mind that. Come yeah. on, Javi. I said, as it's as you weren't here, he sort of filled in as I'll your that. twin brother. Francisco Solundalo is in your little surprise packages. I've got Zverev Karatsev so far on my side. And, well, this one's going to be a tough it's one tough. to pick. Yeah.
1: yeah, it really is tough. Uh, but I'm going to that... be going for the guy in the intro. The guy through the qualifiers, no, Sebastian okay. Offner, off. <laughs> surprise <laughs> package. He's my number one qualifier to watch. He's Camus never going to want to see you one. again. I don't think. I've got discussion discussion over my qualifiers <laughs> are going to be my surprise packages. Zebi Offner, come on, do it for Austria, do it for JG, do it for Game to Love. It's a little
0: bit too. Them serves heavy. are so good, then, I felt them. I I did as well. I, they went past me some of them, so I didn't feel them too much, but. That, that is coming soon. Don't worry. You will get to see me and JG trying to return Offner's serves. Jamie and I picked myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or Covey did. <laughs> yeah, Covey picked you as you were there. So, How are um... we doing, Adel? Shout out to you. Thanks Ooh, for joining. I'm gonna go... um, it's a real tough one because, it's, for me, it's really, really yeah, tough. tough.
1: No, I don't think I'm going to pick Scatter. I think you picked him at Roland Garros last year. Your number one qualified to watch, and I had off
0: I think I picked him. I think it was Australia. I don't think it was Roland Garros. I don't think he made uh, Roland Garros last year. I (laughs) think it was Australia. Um, I can't even think of one at the moment for my one. I'm looking down the list.
1: It's difficult.
0: What do you mean? You got one to eight on your draw.
1: It's embarrassing. Oh, yeah,
0: well, what you? Mm, live a oh, bit. Wow, I don't wow, see wow. him really going. To, okay, I'll have this one then. Jerry. <laughs>
1: no, this good one, yeah. Is not, it? Not mad Yeah, it's good. Yeah,
0: all right, there you go. Jerry. Jerry's yeah. been doing all right. Did he win today? I need to have a good, good player. Day. Yeah, he did. Oh, there you go. He's won, won a tournament.
1: He's getting good form. You know what they say after they win a tournament. First round exit, next one.
0: He's going to come through. He's going to beat uh, Delian. He's going to beat... Paul, then he's going to beat Medvedevich, and then he's going to be in the fourth round.
1: Oh, Medvedevich is going to be me. I'm going big on Medvedevich. I've got him beaten, Jerry. So that'll, that'll be a good
0: lose to Giron. so hard. <laughs> Come on, Medvedevich. <laughs> so there you go. You've got our final uh, picks for this Roland Garros. Obviously, we only had three episodes of the countdown leading up to Roland Garros. And so we've only got three players that we could have uh, potentially picked. But we will be having one for Wimbledon. There will be no countdown whilst Roland Garros is going, but as soon as it's over, the countdown begins again to the next slam, and that obviously is Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, and let us know if you like this countdown podcast series. We're open to your feedback. We want to hear what you guys like and what you want us to improve on. So any feedback, let us know in the comment section. If you do like the show, please support us by giving us a like, uh, joining the Patreon or subscribing to Game to Love. Any of them would be amazing. Join the memberships another way. And if we if we get enough support for it, we'll keep doing it. And we'll be starting for Wimbledon. The aim is to try and get about five episodes in for every slam. So hopefully the next few will get more. I was thinking, though, like, this is just a weird
0: thought. When we get to uh, after the US Open, there's such a long gap until the Australian Open. We surely can't have just what every year the Australian Open has about twenty episodes or something oh, that's ridiculous. Fine. It's more of a countdown uh, then. Or we can do a countdown to the uh tour maybe finals. some of them as the tour finals as well. We can do yeah. a tour final uh, special or something in the countdown to that, just building up for maybe the month
1: before. I was thinking. Yeah. I think uh, James asking whose idea it was. Ben's idea. So. Yeah, let us know if you like it and we'll continue to do it. So far, we've got some good um, feedback, so we're going to keep at it.
0: Jerry beat my other surprise package. That's not a good sign. <laughs> That's very a visit in that tournament. So, oh, well, never mind. That's it. The countdown is over and it is Roland Garros in under 10 hours now. But by the time we wake up in the morning, JG, Roland Garros begins.
1: Well, make sure to join us for that. We'll see you all tomorrow for the start of Rodon Garros. Come on, Carlos. so bad. Djokovic has won the Australian World 35 matches unbeaten. He's done it. Carlos (laughs) has Djokovic has won Wimbledon. He wins this 14th Rodon Garros title.